Here we go. What is up, Encourager? I hope you are doing fantastic. Uh, this is Mitch Matthews, and uh, welcome to Encouraging the Encouragers. This is truly a podcast for coaches, speakers, content creators, people who are changing the world and making it a better place. I've, I've got a fun one for you today because I'm literally just minutes ago off of a coaching call with a great client of mine. And, and we were just talking through some of the big things that have had an impact on her. And so we're going to talk about one particular thing that has been a game changer. Um, she just confessed that it had been making a big, big impact. And I want to share it with you. Uh, before we go there, though, I do want to point you to our brand new um, toolkit, our super secret super secret squirrel toolkit uh, that you can get access to absolutely free. You can go to join.encouragingtheencouragers.com. And it's got some of my favorite business building tools in there for speakers, coaches, content creators, um, great stuff in there. Uh, there's some guided meditation. Uh, there's some business strategy, especially for coaches. Uh, there is even my equipment list for um, what you need for podcasting at its best. So we will get all of that to you just at join.encouragingtheencourager. So make sure you go grab that before it goes away. All right. Now let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. And that is, what do you do with offense? What do you do when something somebody says, whether it's a client, whether it's somebody on social media, whether it's even, maybe it's even a, a fellow coach or speaker and they say something and it just pings the shiznits out of you. <laughs> Has it ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me. Um, and I can tell you from my conversation with my coaching client, she was just navigating some offense, right? Uh, she had been working with a client and, um, something that we had talked about in a previous coaching session had really stuck with her and it really helped for her to navigate a challenging situation with a coaching client. The coaching client came into the call, super stirred up obviously had been triggered by something else in the day and was like, just going off on my client. Um, you know, who was this person's coach. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting because my client remembered what we talked about in that oftentimes opportunities, we are, we are first blinded to an opportunity, blinded to a new solution because we're first offended by it. And she remembered that we talked about that and was able to stay out of offense. And so she kept looking for the opportunity. She kept looking for the opportunity to help this client helping, uh, you know, she kept looking for an opportunity to say, all right, you know, what's really going on? What was really the trigger? Obviously it wasn't me, right? It wasn't the coach. It was something else in her day. And she was able to stay out of offense. And I think that is just so amazing. We celebrated it big time. And what's great is she really was able to stay out of offense. And <laughs> this coach is a successful entrepreneur, all of that. She's pretty fiery, pretty salty. Like she can bring it. If, if somebody, you know, is, is picking a fight, um, she is not afraid to enter into a, a good fight if it needs to be had. Right. But she just was able to stay out of that offense. 
And uh, so, so powerful. She was actually able to help her client to, you know, actually kind of look at the situation and break it down and realize that, um, you know, this client needed to be dealing with some things, right? But uh, that this coach was actually there to help her. And by the end of the call, the client was just actually, she apologized for how she dealt with this coach and was just so complimentary and so uh, appreciative in the end. And so I think that's huge. Now, what I love about that is, I don't know about you, but a good story helps me to stay out of offense. It just helps me to stay clear of offense. And, and one of my favorite examples of somebody who stayed clear of offense and actually found a new solution is a guy named Richard Fosbury. And I, I talk about this in some of my keynotes. Richard Fosbury, if you're familiar with it, is one of the best American Olympic success stories of all time. He was a tall, geeky, lanky, uh, high jumper in, in, uh, he was from the Northwest in the late sixties in the United States. And, um, a, a shift had happened in the high jump at that time. And what's interesting is that Richard Vosbury changed his style, changed, uh, the way that he was high jumping and he started to win because of it. Now, people didn't like it. In fact, uh, in his autobiography, his coaches actually told him to stop doing what he was doing because, uh, quote unquote, they said, you look like you're having seizures in the air, Rich. Stop it. Um, but Rich actually didn't stop it. He continued on in one state at a high school level, then won nationals at a collegiate level, and then earned the right to join the Olympic team for the United States and went on to Mexico City and won gold and set a new world record. And that was all the while doing this weird new way, because up to that time, there was really two main ways to go over the bar at, in the high jump. It, there had been the scissor kick, which was basically just scissors. You go high leg over and then, you know, try to bring that other leg over, or you do a barrel roll where you run up to the bar, you face the bar and you try to land on all fours. And that's because you had in the past been landing on a pile of sawdust. That's what they landed on. But in the mid to late sixties, uh, they actually introduced mats. They started using mats. And what's interesting is, is that that really did frustrate a lot of people. Uh, in fact, I was able to interview um, one of Richard Fosbury's competitors, one of his peers. And I asked him about that time. Like, what was it like to be a high jumper at that time? And this guy was competitive level, national level, uh, you know, high jumper. And it was so interesting because when I asked him, you know, what did you think of the mats the first time you saw them? right? Just like Richard Fosbury, he would have been seeing the mats for the first time as a competitor. And instantly he said, Oh, I hated those mats. And, and I'll never forget it. We were sitting under this shade tree. He was a high school track coach by this time. And, you know, we were sitting under the shade tree as his athletes were warming up and running around the track. And, you know, I'd asked him the question. Then I, I, I guess I, I must've looked shocked because he collected himself and, and said, yeah, yeah, I, I hated those mats. And I said, why'd you hate the mats? And he goes, well, instantly I thought, great. Now everybody can do the high jump. <sighs> right now, when he saw that change, he was offended. When Richard saw that change, he stayed open, right? He started to look for new solutions. 
And so I love that story because it's such a great reminder that we can all be triggered, right? We can all have things thrown at us that can offend the shiznits out of us, whether the things in our world, whether they're clients who come in hot and salty, right? Um, whatever it might be, right? There's going to be all sorts of things that can be thrown at us, the thrown our way, changes that we see, setbacks or whatever it might be. And we can be offended by them. But what if, just what if, what if we kept a mindset like Richard Fosbury and instead of being offended, what if we looked for the opportunity? I, I always try to teach these things. You know, we have our two boys um, and I always have tried to teach the things that I teach in keynotes. I try to share those with my boys, you know, leadership strategies, innovation strategies, uh, you know, all those things. And I always try to solidify these things and simplify these things and, and kind of boil them down. And so we had a phrase, you know, when a challenge was thrown, when a, you know, we were facing with something that might cause or, or hit all of our buttons, we would reduce it down to say, Hey, where's the mat in that? And basically what we were saying is maybe just, maybe there's an opportunity there. Where's it hiding out? Where's the mat in that? So I'll leave you with that today, especially as you're navigating, growing a business, uh, you know, helping people to, to be, be at their best, to live at their best, to live their best lives, all of those things. When, when those buttons potentially get pushed or when those changes or challenges get thrown your way, what if like Richard Fosbury, we looked for the map, we looked for the opportunity in that what might happen? I think you're going to be able to do some big, big things. So let's do that. All right. Hey, I hope this helped. If it did, leave a review and make sure you hit that subscribe button, right? Because I don't want you to miss an episode. I want to keep you encouraged. Let's do that. I hope this helped. Have a great day. and We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Encouraging the Encouragers podcast with Mitch Matthews. Hey, you know the drill. If this episode encouraged you, please leave a review. Mitch reads everyone and know that those reviews help to encourage him and keep him going. And hey, don't forget to punch that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Thanks and stay encouraged.